How is it going, everyone? And welcome to a special bonus edition of the House of Horror podcast. I'm going completely unscripted on this intro here. Um, just to give you guys a few updates on what is going on. So today you're going to be getting a bonus episode of the House of Horror. It is my Behind the Screams. So basically the making of all of the episodes of the original run of the House of Horror Marathon in 2019. Um, and yeah, so you're going to be getting brand new episodes of the House of Horror after this week's show. Those new episodes are going to be starting on Wednesdays in October. So we're going to have a lot of interviews coming out with that. So I can't wait for you guys to join us for those. Um, but there is one more week. This is technically the first week of October, even though October hasn't started yet. So we need another episode just to sort of bridge the gaps. Um, because the House of Horror podcast is going to be coming out on Wednesdays. So I couldn't leave you guys hanging without an episode this week. So we're going to be showing the Behind the Screams. Next week, you're going to be getting brand new episodes of the House of Horror and of Two Nerds, a podcast. Um, with the spooky editions of the Two Nerds, a podcast so far, they've all been in this House of Horror stream. But from here on out, they're going to be in the separate Two Nerds, a podcast stream. So make sure you guys are subscribed to both shows so you're not missing anything. So you're going to be getting the Two Nerds podcast on Saturdays and the House of Horror podcast on Wednesdays. A couple like um, special episodes of the House of Horror podcast every once in a while. So sometimes there'll be two episodes a week, but you're guaranteed at least one episode per week of the House of Horror podcast and one episode per week of Two Nerds a podcast. So again, make sure you're subscribed to both shows on whatever streaming service you're listening to this on. If you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast site that lets you leave a rating or a review, make sure you leave me a five-star rating. Help spread the word about the show and definitely make sure um, that you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. And yeah, tell your friends, tell everyone the House of Horror Marathon is going to be starting on October 1st. I can't wait. And yeah, so let's just get on with the episode. Get on, get on, get on. How is it going, everyone? Welcome back to a special edition of the Buddies House of Horror podcast. I've been tossing around the idea of making this podcast for a long time, and I'm finally sitting down to do it. Um, I have a few hours. My wife is actually staying late at school tonight, so I have a few hours to myself, home alone. It is a very warm evening in February in Ohio for some reason today. I might go on a walk after this, I'm not very sure. But I've wanted to do this video for a while, and I've been procrastinating it and procrastinating it and procrastinating it, as I tend to do with all of the videos that I do. I'm never doing things on a very regular basis, and I do apologize for that. This is just how it goes. I mean, if you're a content creator on the side, if this isn't your full-time job making videos, and you're still balancing, you know, your personal life, your real job, things like that, it does get pretty difficult to make videos and even sit down for a couple hours and do a podcast. Um, so that's what I'm gonna do today. I'm going to take the initiative, do a podcast, on something that I've been thinking about talking about for a very long time, basically ever since the House of Horror wrapped up. Um, I first thought about doing this back in November, but I didn't, I didn't get around to doing it. 
Um, so I'm gonna be doing it now. And what I've decided to call it is the Buddy's House of Horror Behind the Screams podcast. And what I mean by that is I'm gonna be giving you guys a bunch of behind-the-scenes information about the episodes that I made during the House of Horror run this year in October. All 31 episodes plus the promo video, um, I guess, if you want to hear about the promo video. Um, and I just wanted to do this sort of to peel back the curtain, uh, I guess peel back the green screen, rather, about uh, how I made some of these episodes, why I chose to do the episodes that I did, and why I decided to do a horror marathon to begin with. Um, and I guess we'll start there. I guess it really started because I wanted to fill the void in my heart that Cinemassacre's Monster Madness left behind when he stopped doing the marathons every October. I think there was like a two or three year gap, so I decided, you know what? I'm just going to start making horror videos in October. Everyone does it, but I want to do the 31 horror th thing in homage to that. And again, I didn't want to just do movie reviews like what you would see on Monster Madness. I wanted to put my own spin on things. I wanted to do videos that I wanted to do, basically, because I've never seen this channel as a reviewing channel. Although I do do reviews, I don't want to be classified as just a YouTube reviewer. I want to do my own things. I want to do facts videos. I want to do this and that. And of course, uh, Monster Madness had done things like that in the past where it wasn't just the reviews, but it was primarily the reviews. Um, so I wanted to do maybe, I don't know, like 30% reviews, 30% facts videos, and 30% other things like podcasts and unscripted stuff, things of that nature. So I wanted to make it my own unique thing. I didn't want to directly copy the Monster Madness format. That's never what this was about. I just wanted to share the joy of horror. And as I said, we're going to be peeling back the green screen, a little peek behind the scenes here. And, you know, I just... I've been tossing around doing this for a while, mainly because I don't think that there's going to be much interest in hearing about this. But, you know, I figured for those of you that are interested, this would be fun to do. And it would be fun if you guys would let me know if you want to hear more about behind-the-scenes things like that on some of my videos. Maybe I'll make this a more regular thing. If I ever make a Patreon or something like that, maybe I'll upload some behind-the-scenes videos, stuff like that, of some of the videos that I'm doing. But, you know, I'm just going to try this out. It's going to be an experiment. This is only the second podcast that I've ever done by myself. The first podcast that I ever did by myself was in the House of Horror, which was my horror story. So if you're interested in all about how I got interested in horror from a very young age and how I sort of cultivated that through the years, that's definitely the podcast to check out. That's not really going to be this podcast talking about how I got interested in horror. This is going to be more, you know, just taking a trip down memory lane and looking at some of these videos that I made um, this year. I'm recording this in February. It's like February 24th, I believe, today. Um, so I made these several months ago. I made most of these in the months leading up to October, so summertime, September. Um, but I think the first video that I actually shot was around this time last year. Uh, but we'll get to that when we get to that. I think I'm going to talk about all these videos in order in which they were released, not necessarily in order of which they were recorded. And I guess to give a sort of a little bit of a background of where I was at in my personal life at the time, we were deep in the process of planning my wedding when a lot of these were first getting conceptualized and a lot of them were shot 
after the wedding, but there were a few shot that were before the wedding. The wedding was in June. Um, so there was a lot of scripting involved. I didn't really do, um, I guess, I don't really know how to put it. I didn't make one video from start to finish. I was working on multiple videos at the same time during this process. Um, and I guess the reason for that is because I wanted to shoot them as efficiently as possible. And the way I did that was I would shoot multiple intros and outros at the same time in front of the green screen. Uh, yeah, as I said, I don't actually live in a creepy-ass mansion. I'm sorry to, you know, break the mystique for you guys. I'm sorry to shatter your dreams. But, you know, that's just how it goes. I mean, this show's with a limited budget. I mean, I guess I could break into a creepy-ass mansion, but, you know... I don't have one in Ohio. There's none really in my immediate vicinity, I guess. And I've lived in multiple different places while shooting these videos. So I guess I'll take you back to the very beginning and just give like a sort of timeline of my life. So about a year ago, we were looking into moving from Columbus back to Cleveland area. Um, because my wife was thinking she was going to go to school here. She didn't know yet, but we knew it was going to be an option. So, I guess, in between that, I was like, I need to shoot a bunch of videos, or at least start scripting videos, if I want to do 31 now. And this was, like, this time last year is when I started doing that, because I was like, we're going to be moving around, we have a wedding, I'm going to have to be looking for another job, I'm going to have to be finishing up my current job, there's just going to be a lot of shit going on, basically. So, a few of these videos were shot in Columbus, some of them were shot all in Cleveland, and some some were shot like half and half. Like some, maybe the middle portion was shot in Columbus, but the intros and outros, as I said, they were shot in front of the green screen in Cleveland once I moved everything to Cleveland. But there were videos that were shot green screen voiceover and all, all in Columbus. Um, and in general, I guess a lot of the videos that I made in Columbus, with the exception of maybe the first two or three were when I was in Columbus all by myself because there was a period of time when my wife had moved to Cleveland, but I still had a few months left at my job. So I was in Columbus all by myself. Um, in general, it was just kind of a very dark period of my life, um, a very lonely period. And primarily, I like in theory, I should have gotten a lot more work done in Columbus by myself than I did. And I mean... I, I don't want to get like too deep here, but depression kind of takes hold when you're by yourself, isolated from your friends and family and all that. So I didn't really get as much done when I was by myself in Columbus as I would have liked to. But I did get a few videos done while I was there, um, and I will break those down in the podcast. I'll say which ones were shot in Columbus, which ones were shot in Cleveland, and which ones were half and half. Um, you could probably tell with the audio quality which ones were shot in different locations, because even in Columbus, <clears throat> excuse me. Even in Columbus, there were some that were shot in my garage studio at the time. There were some that were shot in an empty bedroom once everyone left. I had an empty bedroom that I did a few voiceovers and whatnot in. And yeah, basically it was a three, uh, four bedroom house actually that I was in all by myself. There was no furniture in this house except for what was in my bedroom, which was just a bed, a chair, and my clothes and our pet lizard stayed with me for a while. But the rest of the house was completely empty. 
So I turned one of the bedrooms into like sort of a recording studio. And what that means is that's where I just kept the microphone. I mean, there was no reason why I didn't do it in the bedroom. I what The reason I did that was because I wanted to try to replicate the audio of the garage as much as possible. And the garage is like kind of echoey. Much like the House of Horrors should be echoey. It's a big echoey house. So I kind of wanted that echo feeling in a lot of the video audio. Um, so I did it in the empty bedroom instead of shooting it in the garage sometimes. Because the garage got very, very, very hot. <laughs> and the house, of course, was air conditioned. So I would try to shoot as much in the house as possible. I think in the garage with the green screen stuff, maybe it was only like four or five different intros and outros were shot there. The rest were primarily shot in Cleveland. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess that's really all the background information you need, I guess. So I guess we can just sort of dive into a few of these videos. Of course, it started with the promo video where I announced I was doing the House of Horror 31 Day Marathon. This was not the first video I shot in the process. This video was actually shot like two days before the House of Horror was supposed to start. So I already had m most of the videos done by that point. Um, not all of them, maybe slightly more than half of them were done. And I just shot that super last minute shot, edited, uploaded in the same day. Um, and my cats were in that video. They did not enjoy being in that video very much. Pumpkin in particular was very, very scared. Um, a lot of people have been asking me when the cats are going to return on the channel. And I don't know if they will. Um, we'll see. It, it depends on their mood. It doesn't depend on if I want them in a video. It depends on if I'm shooting a video at that time and they're not going to be super grumpy. Which doesn't happen that often. So we'll see if they make an appearance this year on the show. If I decide to do another 31 videos. Or if they don't, I mean, maybe they'll... Maybe I'll have to film them in their natural habitat. Because just holding them up in front of the camera and stuff, they were not having it. It was not a fun experience. Moon just kind of shut down and just let me hold him. But Pumpkin, as you saw in the video, was flipping out. And promptly after that, she went and... Um, I guess the, the best way to put it is uh, she pissed, <laughs> which she does when she gets scared. She did it in the litter box, but you know what? I felt real bad. I gave her some treats after. I mean, she was fine. She's a little kitty. So the first actual video I did was the Top 10 Cinemassacre Monster Madness Seasons. This was maybe the fourth video that was shot, maybe the third or fourth video total that was shot. This one was shot all in Columbus and edited in Columbus. Um... This one was a pretty long video to do. As I said, it was kind of a dark period of my life during this time. So a lot of the videos that I started during this time, it just took me a long time to finish them because I was just super unmotivated to do stuff. And this one, I wanted to do a video about Cinemassacre Monster Madness just to sort of address the elephant in the room that this is where I got my primary inspiration for doing the Monster Madness um, not Monster Man, is doing the House of Horror series. This was the primary influence on that. Um, so I just wanted to pay tribute to the 10 seasons of Monster Madness that were out at the time. Of course, as soon as I start the House of Horror 31 Day Marathon, they bring back Monster Madness, negating the whole thing. I brought this to fill the void, and now the void is just full of multiple series doing 31 videos a day, which with his getting... Uh, exponentially more views than mine. But, you know, that's just what it is. I mean, he's the pro. I'm just 
the fan. Uh, so, yeah, maybe someday I will rise through the ranks, and maybe one day I will be on Monster Madness, and maybe one day he'll be on my show. That would be a dream come true, obviously. Um, I love James Rolfe and everything that he does. Um, so I just counted down the ten seasons of Monster Madness. Um, as I said, it was kind of a long process. It was a long video in general. And when it comes to editing, for this episode, I sort of jumped around a little bit in editing. Instead of editing it from the beginning all the way until the end, I decided to sort of like do it in chunks. Like, I would edit an entire season section, and then I would edit another season section, but it wasn't necessarily in order. I would just kind of feel like, oh, I feel like working with the 80s-a-thon footage today, or I feel like working with Camp Cult today, or whatever it may be. And then, so it was sort of a longer process than I wanted it to be. And doing it that way was hard, because then when it came to doing the intro and the outro with the B-roll footage over it, I sort of used all the good clips that I should have used in the intro. Um, so it was a little difficult trying to figure out what clips to use, what clips to not use. And of course, they all had to be from the videos that he did. It had to all be from the movies that he did. So it left me with, you know, I didn't have much room to work with. I mean, I did the best I could, and I think that video turned out pretty well. Um, yeah, I'm happy with it overall. I mean, I haven't... That's another thing. I haven't gone and watched back any of these videos since I uploaded them. Normally when I upload them, I watch them all the way through once, just so I can, you know, get a view and so I can make sure that YouTube didn't have any sort of, like, technical glitch with the video, and it all plays well. So I haven't watched any of these videos since I uploaded them. Um, from, from, but from what I remember, that episode was a fun one to do. And even though it took a long time, I think I was happy with the result. Um, the next video that was put up was my interview with Jeremy Herbert. It was the first House of Horror podcast of this season. Um, the fifth or sixth one overall because I did them last year as well. And he was one that I wanted to get on the podcast like 100%. I went to college with Jeremy. He's a good friend of mine. Um, and we talked a lot about the films that he made, also what got him interested in horror, and just some other stuff. We got to talk about theme parks, and I love talking about um, theme parks, so it was fun to have him and talk about that. Maybe one day we're going to have to do a whole podcast just where we talk about theme park attractions and stuff instead of talking about horror because we could go on and on about that. Um, he convinced me on drive-in movies being cool. I still have not been to a drive-in. I still want to go to one. But, you know, life gets in the way. Like I mean, like I said, it's hard for me to even watch a movie, let alone make the time to go to a drive-in and see a double feature or something like that. It just takes a lot. So I haven't made it out to the drive-in yet, Jeremy. I'm sorry. But hopefully I can get out there soon. I'm really looking forward to it. It's been really warm this year. Winter hasn't really hit us yet, so I don't even know if the drive-ins are still open right now, but I'm definitely going to have to hit one up this summer. And yeah, Jeremy was really cool to have on the show. Um, maybe next year I will do some reviews of his films. He has his Things trilogy, which is The Childish Thing, The Thing About Beecher's Gate, and then The Things with the Glowing Green Eyes, and we also talked about the film he did previous to that called Killer Deal, which isn't really part, I mean, none of them are connected, but it's not part of the Thing trilogy, because it doesn't have Thing in the title, but Jeremy was a ton of fun to have on, I mean, I don't really know what else to say about it, um, he's a really solid dude, you definitely need to check out 
his stuff if you haven't. He writes articles all the time, blog posts. Um, he actually had a very touching blog post, one that was very, I don't want to say close to home because I have not experienced what he has experienced um, in terms of loss. But it was a very interesting and heartfelt read uh, over on his website. Um, and if you follow D-Day Films on Twitter, um, you can get a link to his article about um, the loss that he experienced. And I think the video's called, like, As Much Time With You Is Without You. Um, it's talking about the loss of his father um, and that this year marks 13 years of Jeremy's life when his father was around and 13 years when he was not around. Um, so it's just sort of a good retrospective and an interesting sort of look at loss and how it can affect a person. Um, so that one's definitely a very, very good read. Um, but I digress. I mean, I tend to go on tangents, so that was a bit of a tangent. But definitely go check it out. Check out our podcast together. Um, Jeremy's a good dude. Um, go check out everything that he does. So... That's all I have to say about that. That one was recorded in Columbus. Um, I record basically, unless I can get the person here in person, most of these are Skype interviews, and I find that the Skype recorder works decently. Um, it's obviously not the best, but it's a lot better than doing it through the phone. If you remember last year, if you listened to my podcast with James Renner, the Skype recorder actually glitched out, and we had to resort to doing it over the phone, and... I don't know, that podcast just sounds like shit to me. Um, just the audio quality is really bad. Um, so I just try to make things as good sounding as possible. I mean, I obviously don't have a budget or anything. It's just my microphone and the computer. And that's really all I got to do these podcasts. I mean, I don't have a recording studio or anything. So moving on to the next video, this was the start of doing something a little bit different. Um, where I was doing, I've done unboxings and stuff in the past, but I started doing taste tests, reactions, and in this case, a smell test of the Magic Candle Company. Hashtag not a sponsor, but they can be if they want. Hit me up, get in my DMs. I will gladly be sponsored by you. I will gladly be sponsored by anyone. So send your emails to buddycandela at gmail.com. Anyway, so we did. I did a smell test of all of their Halloween-related scents, except for the one that was uh, based on Halloween Horror Nights, because I recorded the video before it came out. And then the video, I had it all edited, except for that one section where it said, and if I missed any, I'm an idiot, or whatever, whatever it says, and it pops up on the screen. So the whole video was edited except for that part, just in the event that one came out, I could put it in there and then export the video and upload it the next day, which is what I did. And, of course, a candle did come out that I didn't get a chance to smell test. And that video was shot in mid-August, I want to say. That video was shot maybe early September. I shot that one. And... That was a decent one. That was a fun one to do. Again, a lot of the candles, if you've watched it, were a little bit underwhelming to me. Um, and all of them now have ran their course. They've all been burnt. Um, they're all gone. I don't have any more left. Um, so we did end up using all of them. I think in the long run, our favorite one was the Haunted Holiday, the cinnamon one. 
I mean, not cinnamon, a uh, gingerbread. My apologies. It was gingerbread. And it wasn't a unique scent, but we just, I just think that in the long run, that one was the favorite. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow, I'm losing my voice already, and we're not even nearly into this podcast. So that was um, one of our favorite ones. Um, again, it wasn't that unique of a scent, but, you know, it is what it, it was what it was. And, you know, that's all I have to say about that. Um, mostly, I was underwhelmed by the choice of scents. I know that Magic Candle Company has a lot of good scents, but I think in the Halloween department, I mean, a lot of them are just stuff you can get at Bath and Body Works, you know? And they really excel when it comes to, like, their very specific scents. Like, again, I thought that Haunt, the Haunted Mansion one was very good, and the Tower of Terror one were very good, because it's very set to a theme. Like, the ones that were just general, like, the ones that smell like pumpkin or whatever, like, you can get other pumpkin candles. The next video on my list, well, not a list, the next video in my feed here is the Haunted Mansion 15 Phenomenal Facts. Um, I, wanted to bring back, I wanted to bring back 15 Phenomenal Facts for a very long time. I hadn't made one since the original two, the uh, Space Jam one and the Nosferatu one. And it's always been something that I've wanted to bring back, but I haven't really had the time. And I thought that this was the perfect opportunity to bring it back was for the House of Horror Marathon. So that's what I did. I had a bunch of episodes come out in one month when I didn't have many come out in several years. So the Haunted Mansion one, that was another interesting one to do. That one took a long time. That was another one that was shot almost all in Columbus. So all of the voiceover was done in Columbus. But the green screen intro and outros were shot in Cleveland. And in post, I had to try to make the audio match as closely as possible. And frankly, it doesn't really match. But, you know, I had to do the best that I could to get it to match. Um, because by the time it took me to this part where I was going to shoot the intro and outro, I had moved out of Columbus. So shooting it in Columbus was not an option. So, that one was a fun one to do. Of course, I am a Disney fan, so that one, the research was not the hard part. The, the hard part was actually narrowing down which ones I wanted to talk about. Um, that one, I could have easily had 30 facts, 40 facts, um, but the show is 15 phenomenal facts. So, I had to find the most phenomenal out of those facts, put them in a video. Maybe one day there will be a sequel. Because there were a few good ones that I had to leave out just because they didn't really fit with what I was talking about. Because I wanted each one to sort of flow into the next one. Like, and there were some that just didn't really match. So that one was a, that one, I was pretty happy with how that one came out. And, I don't know, I'm slurring over my words a little bit. I am not drunk, I promise you I'm not drunk. I have not drank anything today. Maybe when this is done... I will enjoy a nice, crisp, refreshing Michelob Ultra or a Stella Artois, but I have not drank anything today besides this crystal clear water that's next to me right now, which I'm probably going to need because my voice sounds like absolute fucking piss. But that's just how it goes. You know how that shit goes. You know how that shit goes. You know how that shit goes. Damn. I don't know if you could hear that, but my cheeks were flapping back and forth pretty, pretty wild there. But yeah, the Haunted Mansion one, that one I edited it together through the course of several weeks because that was another time when I was very just depressed and, you know, it was very hard to do. But then one night, I just hammered it all out. I stayed up all night and just finished it. Um, and then that was that. So 
Not much else to say. It Chapter 2 review. Um, Dynamite Jared, Midnight Miles, my illustrious wife Emily, and myself all went to go see it, and then we recorded the podcast immediately after watching it. And, I mean, the podcast speaks for itself. We we liked it Chapter 2 for the most part. I haven't rewatched the film since we saw the podcast. I know that me and Miles liked it the same, if not a little bit more than the first one, and Jared disagreed. So it did lead to... A little bit of bickering in the video, which makes it interesting. I mean, it's Jared's right, because he says that the podcasts are more fun when we have disagreements. I mean, if we're just agreeing and basically sucking a film's dick the whole time, I mean, you can't... I mean, it doesn't lead to the best conversations. It's more fun when we're having a little fun going back and forth with each other. So that was the last podcast Jared and I did during the House of Horror. He wanted to get in on all of them, and I wanted him to get in on all of them. But he left for Japan, and then, you know, it was a little hard to do them when he was in Japan for two weeks. And I kept telling him, like, yo, let's do all of these podcasts in advance. Let's do them. And then we just couldn't find a time to do them. So I had to get some guest hosts in to finish out the House of Horror Two Nerds Edition podcast for that year. And I ended up getting some cool friends in there. Nothing against Jared or anything. I mean, I would have loved to have Jared on the podcast, of course. But, you know, you just got to do what you got to do. I had those podcasts scheduled to come out. And if those podcasts didn't come out, I'd have to come up with different videos to put up that day, those days. And I didn't have time to write, shoot, edit, and come up with new ideas new videos on the spot when I was planning on, all right, I'm just going to record a podcast that day. It's going to be super easy. So I decided we just had, you know, the show must go on. So we did some more podcasts with me and some guest hosts. So next we did the unkindness of Ravens review. And this of course kicked off the owl marathon, which covered all of the hex media films that were out during that time that were directed by Laurie Brewster. Of course, Hex Media has released some other films not directed by Hex Media and the team. They've just released them. Um, so those were not in it. It was just the main films directed by Laurie Brewster. Of course, I had Laurie on the podcast a couple years ago. We've kept in touch here and there on Facebook and whatnot. We've talked a few, we've talked a few times throughout the years. Um... He's a good... I mean, I don't know if I'd call him a friend <laughs> at this point. We've never met in person. We are we are very close acquaintances. Um, we do talk every now and then. He keeps me up to date with some projects that he's doing. And he actually... Spoiler alert. I'm not going to tell you what it is. But he gave me a link to an entire film. Which... Hopefully he... You know, hopefully he releases the kickstarter for it soon hopefully he gives people some information about it um because i want to talk about it basically and i want to do a review of it but i can't do that until he gives the okay so once he gives the okay you're definitely going to get a review of a super secret project that Lori has done it's already done i've watched it um but can't talk about it yet so that is the thing to look forward to maybe for next year's House of Horror, it'll be ready to talk about. So, this year, I guess we'll just cover all of the um, Owl Manathons in one, so I don't have to keep going back and forth. These ones were fun to do. 
Um, my favorite one, of course, was the Black Gloves and the Unkindness of Ravens. Those were my two favorite of the films. Um, but I like all of the films. None of the films are bad by any means whatsoever. Um, but those two were definitely my favorites. And those were my favorite reviews because genuinely, I like bringing positivity on the internet. If I don't like something, I'm going to say that I don't like it. I'm not going to pretend like I like something when I don't. But in general, I just don't like spreading negativity, I guess, even in, like, I guess if it's in a comedic sense, I do, but I just don't like slandering stuff. I don't like bringing people down, I guess. I want to use this channel to spread joy and happiness, not to spread anger, <laughs> I guess. Um, so, and especially because I know how hard it is to make movies, especially on a very low budget. So... I guess I would never want to put anyone down, I guess. So, and again, none of these films were bad at all. I said that in the review. But just in general, I enjoy the positive thing. I enjoy making positive reviews better than I like making negative reviews, I guess. Even though negative reviews get more views. And negative reviews are primarily what built reviewing on YouTube. But I like spreading the positivity. Um... So yeah, all of the Owl Manathons were shot and edited completely in, um, what's it called? Cleveland. They were all shot, edited here. Um, I believe I shot most of the intros and outros during those at the same time. The, um, what's it called? The first one revisited, Lord of Tears revisited the last one that I did. That one was shot separately than the other ones just because the entire thing was on camera not through voiceover. So that one was just one day in and of itself where I did that one, not shooting bits and pieces here and there. Um, the next video we will talk about is the Dundee Project written... Well, I guess there's... Yeah, there's a script. There's voiceover. Written, directed, produced, shot by Mark Borchardt. Of course, one of my favorite people on the face of the earth. I just like people named Mark. I mean, I love Mark Borchardt. I love Mark DeWiziak, the fucking crazy, awesome, beautiful vampire guy who was my college professor, mentor of mine. Love that dude. And I love Mark Hoppus, Blink-182. I mean, I just like people named Mark. People named Mark are cool. Um, I actually know a lot of Marks that are not cool, <laughs> but most of the Marks I know pretty cool. Not that I know Mark Hoppus, but I do know Mark DeWidziak, and I've talked to Mark Borchardt a couple times on Twitter, but hopefully we get him on the podcast soon. I would love to have him on the podcast. Um, the Dundee Project was a fun video to do. This one was shot edited completely in Columbus. This was another one of the early ones that I did. I think this may have been the third video that I did um, chronologically when I was shooting them. This was probably the third one, maybe the fourth one that I did. And you can tell by the audio. You can tell it's super echoey. That means it was one of the garage videos, the garage in Columbus videos. And the film is very short. The film was like 18 minutes long, but the DVD was packed with bonus features. So the review was basically a, re a review of everything that it has to offer on the DVD, the behind-the-scenes footage, the documentary stuff. And I highly recommend The Dundee Project. Again, American Movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. I talked about that recently in my Top 10 Influential Films video. And his directorial style, not that he directed American Movie or anything, but he directed Coven. 
and you can see glimpses of Coven in the Dundee Project, just from a directing style, voiceover, stuff like that, just the way it's scripted. Um, you can tell it's definitive Mark Borchardt. Um, and I enjoyed the film quite a bit. Of course, I'm a fan of conspiracy theories. Not that I necessarily believe in conspiracy theories, but I enjoy hearing about conspiracy theories. And I want to believe. I want to believe that aliens exist. I want to believe in Bigfoot. But, you know, just how it goes sometimes. And we're going to get to a few conspiracy theories and stuff in a little bit. But first, we're not going to an ad. We're not going to ad. You thought I was going to an ad because I said, but first. But first, we're going to a top 10 video. The second top 10 video of the House of Horror this year. The top 10 silent horror films. This was another one shot in Columbus. And I believe the intro and outro was also shot in Columbus. I do not remember. And I don't want to click on it right now and watch it to see because... I just don't feel like it, and I probably won't be able to tell anyway. But you'll be able to tell by the audio, most likely. Oh, you know what? I remember that it was shot... The intro and outro were shot in Cleveland, because I remember the audio gets super, sh <clears throat> gets super shitty and inconsistent once the voiceover kicks in. Um, so yeah, that one was definitely shot half and half. But Top 10 Silent Films, I love silent films. That was another one that took me a long time to edit just because I wanted to get really good shots in there. And that's another one where I used all the good shots in the video and then forgot to put them in the intro. So in the intro of that one, I actually put a lot of silent films that were not on the list in the intro because I wasn't really restricted like I was in the Monster Madness video. I could put basically any silent film I want in there to sort of tease, oh, is this going to be on the list? Is this not going to be on the list? So... That one was a good one, I guess. I enjoy silent films. Really, my favorite videos were out of all of these were the Top 10 videos and the 15 Phenomenal Facts videos. Those are just the videos I enjoy making the most, I guess. Um, they're the most time-consuming. They're the most difficult to script, if you want to call it that. A lot of these I don't really script that much. They sound scripted because I practice them. But, like, a lot of them are just, like, bullet points. And then I come up with, a, with what I'm going to say, like, on the spot. Very few videos do I have everything scripted word for word for word. It's a lot of bullet points and just words that I know I want to say. Um, a lot of them are fully, a few of them are fully, fully scripted. Like a lot of the top tens and 15 phenomenal facts are. But a lot of the reviews and stuff, they're not scripted. Um, it's just mainly bullet points. Um, moving on, we had another House of Horror podcast with J.D. Ryder. Jared Litton, my boy. Um, I used to work with him in Columbus, and then when I moved to Cleveland, I asked him to be on the podcast, um, because we had talked when we were working about how it would be cool to do a podcast together, and so I hit him up, I was like, yeah, that'd be fun to do. We talked about, um, his trip to go look for the Mothman, we talked about some conspiracy theories a little bit, we talked about ghost stories, and that was just a really fun one to do. Um, again, there's not much to say, Adventures into the Unknown, and... I called it Into the Unknown before the Frozen thing came out. I didn't know that that was going to be a song. Maybe that'll help me get some views, but I doubt it. Anyway, we're going to be moving on to the next video on our list. But first, and now it's actually going to be an ad. 
Are you tired of plain old breakfast? Cereal is not sugary enough. Are you tired of burnt pancakes and waffles? Then you, you need slapjacks. To slap against your face and cause a chemical reaction to heat up. No cooking required. Just slap and eat. Don't believe us? Here's a satisfied customer. Slapjacks are the best breakfast food ever made. Slapjacks, slap those smiles back. <laughs> You heard of your kids. Slapjack saves lives. Order at www.slapjacks.com. All right, so we are back. Had to take a quick pause for the cause and, quite frankly, take a quick pause for my vocal folds. I mean, good Lord. Um, I'm not sure how long we've been going at this point. I took a little bit of a break. I'm not sure how far along we are in this podcast, but it has to be nearly like 40 minutes now. And doing these podcasts by myself, I mean... When you have no one to go off of and you have no breaks in the speech, I mean, it gets pretty difficult on your voice. So, took a little bit of a break for a little bit, made some tea, some honey ginger tea. Um, hopefully that helps me out a little bit during this. I'm going to take a quick swig here. <sighs> very good. My, uh, my wife got that for us in Asia Town in Cleveland. It's very, very good. So anyway, we are on to our next video, the spooky edition of Buddy's Book Club and the only Lost on VHS related item this October. Unfortunately, Jared and I didn't get a chance to do any episodes of Lost on VHS this year, although we do have a few episodes that are scripted. Just waiting to shoot, we got them scripted. But again, with Jared um, going to Japan and getting a new girlfriend and just doing this and that. We, there was very little time between the two of our schedules to find to do things. Um, so hopefully we can do some things coming up here pretty soon. Um, but for this October, it was pretty much out of the question except for that one podcast. So moving on, the episode that I was talking about before I went on a slight rant there. Not rant, a little tangent. A rant implies that you're mad. Um, I just went on a tangent where you just sort of talk about what you're not talking about. So we're going to try to speed this along a little bit. As I said, it's been probably like 40 minutes going on recording. I'm not really sure. But this is taking a lot longer than I thought. Um, and I don't want this to be a two-parter or anything. So we're just going to power through. If it's an hour and a half, if it's two hours, so be it. I'm going to try to stick in between the hour and an hour and a half range. Um, so that's what we're going to do. We are moving on to Analog Nightmares, the Buddies Book Club, Lost on VHS, House of Horror Hybrid, Frankenstein's Monster of a Video, basically because it is a book that focuses on VHS, and a lot of those movies are lost on VHS. You can only get them on that format. It was written by Richard Mogg, who I'm friends with on Facebook. I haven't really talked to him too much, um, but hopefully, maybe if you guys want to see it, we'll have him on the podcast at some point. I'm sure he'd be interested in that. And Analog Nightmares was a really fun book. It was really fun to read. Um, I read it, um, I'm trying to think, maybe in like May or June is when I started reading Analog Nightmares. Took me a couple days because I really wanted to really absorb what the book was about. It's one of those where you could just keep reading and keep reading and keep reading and then you're done, but then you don't really retain any of the information. So I kind of wanted to take my time with it, which is what I did and what I suggest you do as well if you check out the book. And this one I didn't shoot until a couple days before it was supposed to air. Um, mainly because I had a different video scheduled for that time slot, but I needed more time to work on it. It was one of the more extensive videos, and <clears throat> actually, I don't know. Either way, so the scheduling-wise, I needed more time to work on a video 
that needed to come out this week, and instead I was like, alright, I know shooting the Analog Light Mirrors video is going to be pretty quick to do, so I ended up shooting that and editing that in Cleveland in about a day. I think I shot it one day, edited it the next day. Um, so that one was really easy to kind of do. I like the ones that were, there's not much editing involved, it's just me talking, because they're a lot easier to get through. Um, so I knew that that one would be easy, which is why I had it scheduled for later on in the month. So if I was, you know, if I was coming down to a time crunch, that was when I could, you know, plow through in about a day or so. Um, but I decided to move it up to save more editing time for some videos that were down the line. And the next video on our list was Halloween 15 Phenomenal Facts. This was the third um, Phenomenal Facts video of this year that I produced. It was the second one to be aired. Um, but it was the, that was another one that, although the video was very long, it, and the editing was quite extensive, that was one that I shot, edited, and finished in one day, in, I think it was late September at this point. It was all done in one day, and that's because I just felt really, really motivated. Normally with the, uh, excuse me. Normally with the 15 Phenomenal Facts videos, they take a lot of time to do, but this one, I was just in the right headspace. I was like, all right, I'm going to research, shoot, edit, blah, blah, blah. It was very, very quick. It was one of the easiest videos to do, actually, um, and it was one of my favorite videos. I think out of all of the videos that I made this October, that Halloween 15 Phenomenal Facts, that would have to be in the top five um, for sure. I haven't really thought about what my favorite ones were, but I know for sure that that one. I think it's my favorite 15 Phenomenal Facts video that I did this year. Um, so that one, uh, definitely go check it out. Of course, it is one of my favorite films of all time, so it was a lot of fun to do the research and talk about it and edit it together. It was a lot of fun to do, and yeah, there's not much else to say about that one. Just know that that one was a very, very quick process. Normally, you... It's safe to assume the longer the video, the longer it is to work on, with the exception with the exception of podcasts, obviously. But that one, it was one of the longer videos, but it was one of the quickest videos that I did, and it was one of the best ones, in my opinion. So definitely go check that one out. The next one was our review of Joker. I had my friend Byron come over, Byron Weems, the Simba Pikachu on Twitter, Go follow him. And yeah, I mean, there's not much to say. We talked about Joker. He came over on like a Tuesday morning or something at like 10 a.m. And we recorded that in my living room. Um, just because that episode was supposed to come out that week. And Jared and I were supposed to, uh, to do a podcast that week. That was one where it was like, all right, Jared, we need to get in here. We need to review Joker. And it just didn't work out. And it was sort of coming down to the wire. So I was like, all right, I need a podcast to come up this week or my whole schedule is going to be out of whack. So Byron came in. He did a great job. Um, and hopefully I have Byron do some more videos with me down the road. Um, the next video that came out was the Black Gloves. We already talked about um, the Lori Brewster Owlmanathon. And just as a side note, and this goes for Analog Nightmares as well and some other things that I've done, I, I, I just really appreciate it when the creators of the things that I'm reviewing um, have positive things to say, and they reach out and just say, hey, thanks for the review and stuff like that. Um, Richard Mogg did that as well. Um, some various other people um, on a smaller scale. I mean, obviously, big names aren't reaching out to me or anything, but, you know, 
it just means a lot to me, and they'll share it on their social media platforms and stuff, and it just means a lot to me when they do that. Um, the reason this Black Gloves video has significantly more views than the other videos in the Owl Manathon is because the actress, Alexandra Hume, actually uploaded a portion of it to her Instagram story and told people to go to the go to YouTube and check out the full video, and it looks like some people did um, because the views on that one were pretty good. So I just appreciate it any time when people take the time to watch my stuff and share my stuff. It just really means a lot to me. So coming up next is the Bram Stoker's Dracula review slash research paper. This was an actual paper I wrote in Mark DeWidziask's class um, back when I took his vampire course. And I decided, you know, I already have it written, so I think it would be a good thing to just turn it into a video, which is what I did. This one was the second video that I shot overall. Out of all of these videos, I think this was the second one that I did. And this one took a long time to complete, um, just because I wanted to get the editing just right. This one took weeks to do. Um, obviously not working on it full time, but it took weeks to do, just because I really wanted to get it right. Um, as you can tell from the echo in that episode, that one was another garage video um, back in Columbus. The whole thing was shot in Columbus. And I like that video. I thought it was a really fun one to do. Um... It didn't take long to write it because it was already written, but the voiceover took a while. I had a few mistakes here and there and had to go back and re-record stuff like slurring over the words, which I tend to do quite often, as you can tell if you listen to me <clears throat> on this podcast right now. I'm not the best with speaking, um, so there's a lot of times where I'll record something, think it's good to go, go and start editing it, and it sounds like trash, so I have to go and redo it. So that one took a lot, um, just logistically to get that one done there were a lot of things that had to happen um in order to get that one just right and for what it is i think it turned out as about as well as it could um that's another fun one if you're interested in francis ford coppola's version of dracula definitely go check that video out um i ended up getting an a on the research paper so let me know if the video is an a as well um the next video on the list was the top 10 horror classics with aldo Pryor. Um, not much to say there, we just broke down our top 10 modern horror classics. Um, he had his list, and I had my list. I did see on Twitter yesterday, actually, no, it was today, I saw on Twitter today that Al finally saw, uh, finally saw Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and he didn't like it. And you know what, Al? You got poor taste, my friend. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But either way, I digressed. Um, that was a fun video to do. Al's a really good friend of mine, and I had a lot of fun with that one. He came over one night, and we knocked it out, and it was a fun time. And then I had him on another podcast later on, which we will talk about when we get to it. And I'm getting a text. But anyway, let's mute the computer here. Um, I always forget when I record stuff, my texts come to my computer as well. Um, so I always, like, silence my phone. My, my phone usually never has volume on it anyway. It's just on vibrate. But the texts come through on the computer, and the computer makes the ding. So the computer is now silent. So moving on... I had my interview with Rachel Anderson, very fun person, very lovely woman to talk to. She does a lot of really interesting projects in the Cleveland area. Again, just check out the uh, podcast for more information about her and all the th wonderful projects that she's a part of. Um, 
yeah, it was a lot of fun to get to know her. Hopefully one day we'll be, we will be able to work on something in the future. Um, and yeah, that was a really fun one to do. We just recorded that on a Sunday morning, I believe, via Skype. And yeah, it was a good time. No complaints there. Um, it was really fun editing together the thumbnail. Um, she, she had some nice photos to work with. Normally when I do the thumbnails for the guests of the show, I'm always like trying to find the best picture of them. And she did a photo shoot like a couple weeks before we started record. Actually, I think it was like the week prior to us recording the show. She had published the, uh, the photo shoot pictures and it just worked perfectly. Um, I didn't really have to dive deep into finding the perfect photo. The photos were right there. So shout out to Rachel. Um, next was the spooky snacks taste test. This was another one of the sort of unscripted off the cuff videos that I wanted to do. Um, and, yeah, this was originally just going to be a taste test of the Voodoo Mountain Dew drink. But then my wife suggested, like, hey, why don't you just do a bunch of different snacks instead? Why don't you do a whole horror movie, not horror movie, a whole, a whole Halloween-themed snack taste test? Which is what I did. So I abruptly went to the store um, and bought way too much candy and snacks and treats than I should have eaten. And that was that. It made the video... Um, yeah, and there's not too much to say about it. That was another one shot in Cleveland. Um, I believe that one was shot um, the middle of September, maybe the beginning of September. But as soon as the spooky snacks started coming out, which is, that's when I did it. So, Night of the Living Dead, 15 Phenomenal Facts. This one was shot mostly in Columbus. I believe the intros and the outros were shot in Cleveland as well, but the middle part was definitely shot in Columbus in the bedroom, not in the garage. It was in the bedroom with the audio trying to mimic the garage as close as possible. But then, of course, when we got to Cleveland, there really was no way to mimic that audio without putting very, very noticeable sound effects on it in post to make it sound echoey. So now we just have the regular audio of my new movie room, which you guys haven't really seen on YouTube before. You saw my old movie room. You haven't seen the new one. It's pretty much the same. It's just in an upstairs sort of situation right now instead of a basement. So, yeah, anyway, Night of the Living Dead, 15 Phenomenal Facts. This was a very, very long video. Um, in hindsight, I probably should have tightened up the script for this one a little bit. Tried to get it under the 15-minute mark, um, but it ended up being like 19 minutes long. Um, so it was a little long for my taste, but I still think I still think that the video came out good. Again, None of the Living Dead is one of the best films um, to talk about. Since it's royalty-free, I mean, anyone can see it, anyone can get the footage for it. So getting the footage was not an issue as getting footage for some of these other things was. So, yeah, and that's another one where I really tried to make the editing as perfect as possible. But since the movie is only so long, there were very few clips that I had to work with that were usable for the sections in which I was talking about. So, like, for example, when I'm talking about zombies, like, eating flesh and stuff, I had to reuse some of the clips, but I just digitally flipped them, so it was, like, mirrored, so it didn't look exactly the same. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish that I would have had more options to work with. Well, I guess a better way to say that is I wish that my voiceovers were shorter, so I didn't have to reuse clips like that. Um, cause I don't like, I, in general, I just don't like reusing clips. 
Um, but yeah, that was a fun one. Again, I like the 15 Phenomenal Facts videos and the top 10 list, the best out of all of them. Um, after that, we did a podcast with Emily. My illustrious wife came on the show. We talked about some of the horror movies that we had seen um, that summer and some of the horror movies we saw in the fall, like Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, Midsummer. She saw Ma. I did not see Ma. But I think she talked about Ma a little bit. Um, and then Child's Play, stuff like that. So yeah, just a, a big, long review episode of various different movies. Not much to say about that one. Um, if you're interested in our thoughts on any of those movies, you can definitely go check it out. We recorded that, I think the day, was, I think the day that one went up is when we recorded it. Um, and then if, and it was very, like, reliant on her schedule, if she wasn't able to record that day, that's when I was going to record my solo show that day and release my solo show that day. So instead of it being the grand finale of the, the month, it would have been in the middle, and I think the timing worked out better that way, having that one at the end. Um, yeah, so that was a good one. Uh, the Devil's Machine, another review of the Owl Manathon. The Night Whispered, which was a short film and a short review um, that I did. It's of Nicholas Vince's film from 2016. Of course, I had Nicholas Vince on the Two Nerds podcast. He was one of our first guests. I think he was our first like big-name guest that we got on the show. Because after that, we had Laurie Brewster. We had Tim Boggs, who directed Blood Lake and stuff like that. But he was the first one to come on the show and we are really appreciated that appreciative that he took the time to do that with us. Of course, he was the chattering Cenobite from Hellraiser. He was Moon. He was the Moonface Kinski from Nightbreed, and this was his first directorial effort in 2016. Many, many years later, after he was in those films, um, and he also stars in the film as well. Um, it's a very short film. It's a very short review. It's about three minutes long because I didn't really, I didn't really want to give away anything about the film at all. I just wanted to say if I liked it or not and give some information. Because since the film is so short, it's easier to just watch the film than listen to someone talk about it, because you could be listening to them talking about it longer than the duration of the film. And I didn't want to do that, so it was just a quick quick little video um, to talk about a quick little film. The next top ten list on the House of Horror schedule was the top 10 universal horror films. This was another one of my favorite videos that I did in the month because I love talking about the universal films. And this one was shot entirely in Cleveland. This was shot in October, I believe. Um, so this was coming down to the wire. I wanted to get as many of them done before October as possible. Um, but this one was definitely down to the wire. Um... And all the podcasts were down to the wire. So just a few of the videos and a few of the podcasts were down to the wire. A lot of them I tried to get done as early as possible, but it seemed like all of September and all of October, I was working nonstop on all these videos. Um, it was basically a full-time job at that point. Um, it was good because I had just left my job in Columbus and was looking for a job in Cleveland. So I had a gap of time where I was fun employed, if you will, because I was doing what I want to do and I was taking it very seriously. Um, but yeah, the top 10 horror films um, from Universal. Very fun video to do. Again, um, I didn't really script it that much. It was just sort of like bullet points. Um, yeah, and I enjoy... Just like sort of the off-the-cuff nature of my top ten lists like that. 
Um, the next video was my interview with Midnight Miles, who was, of course, on the um, podcast with Jared when we talked about It Chapter 2. Invited Miles back on. He had been on a few of our shows before, but I feel like people didn't really get a chance to know him as a person. They just knew him as a guest on the show. Um, so I really wanted to dive into his backstory about some of the horror films that he worked on, how he became interested in horror, and how... Um, and yeah, basically how we became friends, I guess. I mean, it was just a whole podcast about getting to know Miles, and I was getting to know Miles a little bit better myself. We really started becoming close friends um, when I moved to Cleveland this year. I had always known Miles and stuff, but we never really hung out, just the two of us, all too often. And so yeah, me and Miles have become pretty good friends, um, and it started with us seeing It Chapter 2 and then recording this podcast together. And yeah, and it was fun. We did it in the movie room, and the entire time, my wife and his girlfriend at the time were downstairs watching Trailer Park Boys while we were doing the video, so I guess fun little factoid um, about that. The next video I did was my horror react, my childhood fears, where I reacted to a bunch of things that used to terrify me as a child. There were, of course, many, many, many different things that terrified me as a child, and these were just a few of them. This was the first video that I shot for the House of Horror, just sort of as like a test, and originally I didn't even plan on uploading it. It was sort of a backup video if I ran out of time or I couldn't decide what I wanted to do, and, you know... I did come down to the wire on a lot of these, so I had to use the backup video. This was shot about a year ago in February, maybe January even last year was when I shot this one. And yeah, there's not much to say about it. I think out of all of the videos that I did, this one is like my least favorite one for obvious reasons. I just don't think I'm very that I just don't think that I'm that good at reactions. That was my first react video that I ever did. Um so yeah, I just need more practice doing that kind of content. So I did the best that I could, and that's what it was. So not much to say about that. The Shining 15 Phenomenal Facts, that one I finished the day it needed to be uploaded. I had worked on it for the week prior to that. Basically the entire week was working on that video. Um, and yeah, that one was a tough one to do, um, just getting the footage um, together to do that one it was pretty hard to find usable clips of course i have it on dvd and stuff but like i can't really rip it onto my computer i had to like find it online to do um so yeah that one was a ton of work to do um go check it out if you're interested that one was entirely shot in cleveland in about a week and yeah that one was there's not much else to say about it i guess um, the next video was Al's triumphant return to the podcast, where we talked about The Lighthouse. We saw The Lighthouse on a Thursday night, and then we recorded this Friday night. So it was the next day, and then it was uploaded on Saturday. So we watched the film Thursday, recorded it Friday after I got off of work at like 11 p.m. at night, and then... On Saturday, it was uploaded. I think I, I might have uploaded it right when I got home and edited it, um, putting the thumbnail on it and stuff like that. So that might have been up at like 1 in the morning or something. So it was very quick watching it and the turnaround of getting the video out. And yeah, that one was uploaded on the day. Like the lighthouse had just come out. 
And yeah, so we just talked about The Lighthouse. It was a very strange film to talk about. It's just kind of, I don't know, it's kind of out there. So our thoughts probably weren't the most clear on that one. I haven't gone back and rewatched it. Um, but I just remember it being a very difficult podcast to do and a very difficult movie to review. Um, next video on the list was the Lord of, Te- Lord of Tears Owlman Revisited and Ranking, the four Laurie Brewster Owlmanathon films. Not much to say about that one. The next video on the list was another backup of mine, and I was supposed to have a video that came out that day, and I knew that I just was not going to have enough time to do it. Um, so I had to go to my last resort, which was replaying an old video that I had made the year prior. Um, it was part of the first episode of Buddy's Book Club, so it was just one section of a larger video, but it was done in the style of a BuzzFeed Unsolved, um, episode, where I talk about the Mothman, the Loveland Frog, and what was the other one? The Legend of Red Eyes. All from the book, it came from Ohio, written by James Renner, who was on the podcast, um, the first year. And, yeah, I did not plan on uploading it, this House of Horror, but, you know, it just, I had to, because coming up with 31 videos is a tough thing to do, and actually creating and being able to release 31 videos is even harder to do. So, that was the last resort, just had to have a video come out that day, and I could have just recorded something real fast, but I wanted a video that was actually... I don't know. I wanted a video that was better content, I guess, because I could have just thrown something together last minute, but I figured it was better to, you know, just take the loss, upload something you already did and you spent a lot of work on, and when I did upload that the first time, I spent weeks editing that thing off and on because I was working at the time, planning the wedding, etc., etc. So, yeah, I don't think that a lot of people saw it when it first came out, and I think actually the re-upload of it got more views than the original upload. Um, so go keep checking that one out. The next video was Buzz, the top 10 BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural. That one I started as soon as the 15 Phenomenal Facts of The Shining was over and uploaded. So I had basically um, maybe like four, four, maybe five days to script and edit that one together. And in between that, I rewatched every episode of BuzzFeed Unsolved. I had been doing that since the start of October in preparation for the list. So that one was an easy one to edit together and script. Um, but again, it was just one of the longer videos, so it just takes a lot of time to do. It was kind of time-consuming. Um, and luckily, I didn't work that weekend. So I was able to sort of you know, work all day and all night on that one to get it out in time. The next one was My Horror Story, the first solo podcast that I ever did, and at the time it was the last one that I ever did, but this is going to be the second to last one that I ever do. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see how these solo shows keep going. I mean, I'm having fun doing this. I'm having fun doing the solo shows. It's just it's hard to do it when you don't have anyone to go off of. And no one else to take up the time because your throat starts to hurt after talking to yourself for hours and hours. Speaking of which, I need another sip of this tea. It's a little cold now, but that's okay. Um, So my horror story, I broke down how I became interested in horror from a young age. You know, growing up watching Godzilla films, watching Halloween, watching Alvin and the Chipmunks meet the Wolfman. Um, I didn't really talk about any of that in 
the video, like, the specific things that I was watching besides Halloween, um, at a very young age, maybe one year for House of Horror, I'll talk about the top ten films that sort of scratch the horror itch. Like, not films, oh, this, this is actually a good idea to do a video like that. The top ten films that scratched my horror itch, like, the films that were not scary, but they had horror elements of them. Like, obviously, Alvin and the Chipmunk Meet the Wolfman, not a scary film. But it has horror elements, obviously. Um, like, the main character is Lawrence Talbot lives next door. And, you know, I, I'm not going to go give a whole review of Alvin and the Chipmunk Meet the Wolfman right now. Um, but in the future, yeah, that actually does sound like a good idea. So, that's a behind-the-scream right there, me coming up with an idea for a video. Um, yeah. So, my horror story was just me talking about how I became interested in horror, working on Hell at Heathridge, and all that good stuff. Um, if you want more detail on that, and rather than doing a podcast right now, me recapping a podcast, just go listen to the original podcast of my horror story. And the last video that I did, I wanted to do an unboxing, another unscripted, on-the-cuff video, because I had one of those done every week. You know, the smell test, the taste test, the reaction video, and then an unboxing. So, I did a horror mystery box, which, quite honestly, I mean, it had some fun stuff on there, but it had a lot of crap in there as well. Um, but yeah, it was just fun discovering what was in there. With the Loot Crate stuff, you kind of know about what you're going to get and the quality of what you're going to get. Um, like, you know the franchises, and you know that you're probably going to get a t-shirt, you're going to get a pin, you're going to get some sort of collectible um, statue or action figure or something like that to like put on a desk or put on display. But for that one, I had no clue what was going to be in there. There were like bubbles, a dog toy, a phone case for a phone that I don't even have. Um, so just a lot of the stuff wasn't really useful to me. Um, there was a Goosebumps DVD in there. Yeah, there was, I mean, there wasn't too much in particular that really interested me, but it was a fun video to do, and it was just fun. The mystery of getting it um, was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I might do more mystery unboxings in the future, and I've been wanting to get more loot crates, but I keep forgetting, and then I never check the website, so I don't even know if they had some good ones recently or not. But yeah, that's beside the point. And after that, that was the that was actually the last video, but as I was saying after that, Jared and I did our reunion show when he came back from Japan to give his reach cap of Japan. Um, so yeah, that was that was it for the House of Horror behind the screams. Um, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, let me know. I want to do some more podcasting. I want to do some more content in general on this channel. It's just so hard to find the time. And, I mean, these podcasts are easy to do because, I mean, I just need a couple hours of free time to sit down and record for about an hour or so, edit it together and export it, make a thumbnail, upload it, all that kind of stuff. So these ones, they don't take as much time as some of the other videos. So if there are any topics you guys want me to cover in a solo podcast format, just let me know. Hopefully the Two Nerds podcast can come back pretty soon. Hopefully we can get some episodes of Lost... <clears throat> Excuse me. Woo! Like I said, talking for a long time really sucks. Um, hopefully we can get some episodes of Lost on VHS next year. We'll see how it goes. Um, and I would love to know what you guys want to see in the House of Horror next year. I would love to see 
what you guys want me to do just in general this year just videos they don't have to be horror related just anything you guys want to see on the channel so definitely if you're still listening to this let me know down in the comment section below what you guys think if you haven't already please make sure you subscribe to my channel give this video a thumbs up it really really helps me out a lot let me know what your favorite episode of the house of horror was let me know in the comments if you're listening this far what your favorite episode of the house of horror was um, and if you haven't seen any of the, these episodes, obviously go back and watch them. Um, I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into them. I poured my heart and soul into making these videos for the two or three months I was doing it basically nonstop. And even longer than that, the year or so prior to that when I was thinking of what videos that I wanted to do. I've already started making some videos for this year's House of Horror. Um, they're in the script phase. And the research phase is done. Uh, I guess I'll just spoil it. It's two book reviews um, so far, what I'm working on. So both the books have been read, and I've jotted down some ideas in my quote-unquote script, and I am just haven't gotten around to filming them yet. Um, I might do some pretty soon, actually. Um, but yeah, that's about all I have to say this time, guys. Again, just thank you for watching and listening. Thank you for everything. Um, thanks for subscribing, thanks for commenting, and I will talk to you next time. So, from the House of Horror, this is a Buddy signing out. Take care and stay spooky.